Well, tricky. It's a lonely office. Just me and you. And Hunter Dickinson is not joining us. No, he will not be. And I would like to reaffirm that we have always been the number one could not care less about a Hunter Dickinson podcast. I think on at least this half of the state anyway, on the Eastern Shore. So uh, we probably talk too much about him. But uh, he's Kansas' problem now, right? Yep, him and uh, Mark Turgeon can reunite out in Kansas and uh, go on with that. Uh, that's the last time we'll be mentioning that name, unless we play him in the Final Four and we beat him. But um, what else we got going on? NBA playoffs still going on. We're just starting to get warmed up. NHL playoffs, the kiss of death is still on. We'll get talk about that. Anything else? How about some baseball power rankings? Mount Rushmore. It'd be fun. Just two of us, Tricky. Oh, this is how I've always wanted it. More time for me and That's you, right. man. That's right. Or, I mean, or just more time for you, Tricky. Well, that especially. <laughs> but no, I, I think our voices is, is what the uh, people really want. So today they're going to get it. And then, of course, we have high school baseball. And I guess uh, Mr. Brian Laird can dust off the old champagne bottle because his boys have finished one seed in the Bayside South. Lived down a dirt road and made homemade wine like nobody I know. I dropped by one Friday night and said, Can you help me, Creole? I got a little girl waiting on me and I, I want to trade her right. He said, I got what you need, son, as we sit down in the cellar. He reached through the cobweb as it turned on the light. I said, How's it going? It's Jamie Hodger. Uh, you're listening to the Turtlehead Podcast. Go Terps, go Orioles, and go Ravens. I'm Eli Monk, and I have Maryland pride. A little dust on the bottom, yeah. It's one of those things that gets sweeter with time. You were sitting in the porch swing as I pulled up the driveway. My old heart was racing as you climbed inside. You slid over there close at me. All right, Tricky. So what do you want to start off with? You want to go right into high school baseball? Oh, we can if you like, because I'm fired up about it. Uh, the, the rumor is we're the talk of Washington High. Dougie walked into the cafeteria apparently and said, hey, this Turtleheads is talking about me. So shout out Dougie, AWL. That's right. Uh, no, I, I passed on uh, the latest um, episode of our podcast to a couple of guys on the team, and I, I let all of them know that uh, we do talk about them here on the Turtleheads podcast. We talk about everything. But we're especially fired up about this Washington High baseball team. I've had the pleasure of announcing all of their home games. Uh, Jordan and Lee have been behind the plate uh, for some of their games as well as umpires. And uh, the whole town is very proud of our boys. Uh, Just incredible job they've all done. If I could for one second read off the names of every single player on the team because every single one of them was a part, uh, whether it was on the base paths, in the dugout, in the bullpen, just making noise, and, of course, their play on the field. But uh hope I don't miss anybody. Cole Miles, Dawson Daniels, Gavin McIntyre, Nick Rosetta, Jalen Wigfall, Evan Dryden, Doug Fisher, Zach Sturgis, Braden Corbin, Kenny Monroe, Dallas Mel, Amari Corbin, Mike White, Jared Lowe, Danny Fan, Javian Collins, Hector Terran, and my man Primetime, 
Wish we still had you on the club, but uh, you were a part of the team this year. Shout out to uh, Mike Stoner. But uh, great job by all the coaches and all the players, and can't wait for the big playoff game this Saturday at Washington High School at noon. Now, that was good, Tricky, but I'm going to cut you off and make you do it all over again because the people have heard you're the voice of Washington High, and I've heard you, and that's not how you announce them. I want a full lineup announcement by the Chris Smith. I, okay, I have to go through the entire line. <laughs> the whole line, and I want to hear them all. Now batting. I want it all, Trick. I want the full experience for all our AWLs out there. The people, they get a drink of Coca-Cola, wet the whistle, and it's about to break down. We're about to go live with Chris Funkmaster Tricky on the mic. Whenever you're ready, sir, it's your show. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jordan. Some call me the mouth of the Bayside South. Uh, but, uh, no, I'm, I'm so proud to be able to be their announcer. And so when I do it for real, the other team, I just say, now batting number 10, Jim Jones. But when our guys come up, that's when we put on the big, uh, announcer voice and we say, all right, now Jags fans, let's make a little chatter for our batter. Let's make some noise for our boys leading off. For the Washington Jaguars doing the catching. Number three, Cole Miles. And batting second, number 14, the D train, Dawson Daniels. Batting third, number 11, the Big Mac, Gavin McIntyre. And batting fourth, Number 18, Nick the Stick, Rosetta. Following Nick is number 10, Jalen Wigfall. And batting sixth, number 21, your first baseman, Evan Big E Dryden. And batting seventh, number seven, it's D-Fish, Doug Fisher. And eighth, number nine, Zach Sturgis. And batting ninth, number 13, playing left field, Braden Corbin. And that's how we do it every single time over there at Washington High Field. And uh, shout out to coaches Laird McIntyre, Tracy, and Daniels. Uh, the instruction they've, and encouragement they've given these young men all season has gotten them uh, where they are. So uh, just a great group of guys and can't wait for Saturday. And, and Tricky, all I've done is just warmed you up because, like you said, Saturday, Washington has a home game, so make sure everybody gets out and supports your team. And – just to run down, they finished twelve and six on the season, five and three in the Bayside South, or excuse me, the Bayside. But uh, another thing to mention, we have Snow Hill and Mardella finishing four and four in the conference. Snow Hill was twelve and six overall. Mardella was eight and ten. Pocomoke was two and six in the conference, six and eleven overall. And of course, Chrisfield was zero and eight, no eight, zero eighteen overall. However, no matter who you root for, no matter where you live, get out and support your lower Bayside South. 1A schools, and of course, Tuesday we'll have Park.
Parkside versus Colonel Richardson at Purdue Stadium. That will be for the Bayside Championship, the Bayside North first place versus Bayside South first place. And, of course, Stephen Decatur had a great season. They finished 16-2, 7-1 overall. James M. Bennett was 4-4 four and four in the conference, 7-9 overall. Why High 2-6 in the conference, 4-13 and 13 overall. But spring sports is coming to an end. Get out, support your local teams down here in the Lower Shore because we are your number one podcast for Bayside South Baseball. Am I right, Turkey? Oh, absolutely. And nobody covers uh, high school baseball like the Turtleheads. That's right. And, of course, Tricky, we can't mention Bayside baseball without talking about Bayside softball. Let's just do a quick recap. Up north, North Dorchester ran the table in the conference going 8-0 and 17-1 overall, followed by North Carolina 6-2, Queen Anne's 5-2, Colonel Richardson 5-3, Ken Island 5-3, St. Michael's 2-5, Easton 2-5, Cambridge South Dorchester 1-6, Kent County 0-8. And, and then, of course, down south, the powerhouses of Mardella and Stephen Decatur battled it out last week at Mardella. They came away with the win. Mardella finished 8-0 in the conference and 19-1 overall. Stephen Decatur was 7-1 and 16-2 overall. Parkside finished 6-2 in the conference. Pocomoke 5-3 in the conference, which a little... Inside information, Jimmy Phillips, guy I play softball with, his daughter plays for Pokemoke. They are apparently a young, young team. Uh, I think they had to combine like four wins in the past four years. They are now 8-9 and nine overall and 5-3 and three in the conference, so look out for them on the rise. Snow Hill, 3-5. and five. Why High, 3-5. and five. James and Bennett, 2-6. and six. Washington and Chrisfield finish 1-7 and seven and 2-16 overall. So, there's your Bayside South Roundup. Mardella will be playing North Dorchester for the Bayside Championship. And then, of course, playoffs will be starting later this week. So, if you're not getting out to baseball, get out and watch your softball. I like turtles. So, before we get into the pro stuff, we've done high school. How about a little college non-revenue for you? Of course, us Turtleheads are big lacrosse fans. This is actually tricky. The number one podcast for lacrosse on the Eastern timetable. Did you know that? Oh, I've always known that because... uh... How many times are we just sitting here off air just discussing just college lax- lacrosse? Laxing, laxing it, it up. up. Yes. Laxing it up. So uh, let's do a little laxative here. We have the NCAA men's bracket has been released yesterday. Duke ugh, ugh, finished one overall. They get the top seed. Virginia with the two seed. Let's see here. Notre Dame with the three seed. And then our Maryland Terrapins get the four seed. Penn State, five seed. John Hopkins, six seed. Georgetown, seven seed. Cornell, not only known for their books, Tricky, they finished with the eight seed. And then we have our automatic bids. We have Delaware. They'll be playing Marist on 510 at 8 o'clock. Uh, Richmond, Yale, Michigan, who surprised a lot of people and won the Big Ten tournament beating Maryland. Princeton, Army, Bryant, and Utah. So there's your field for the men's NCAA lacrosse championship. Shout out to ACC and Big Ten because they carried the field, it looks like. Um, it's always a fun time of the year, especially Memorial Day weekend with the semifinals and championship. Maryland is usually a staple. They're having a little bit of down year. Our boy Dante Trader made a great save versus John Hopkins in the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament. I don't know if anybody saw that on Twitter. A great save by Dante. Dove in front of the net. Got hit right in the buttocks, but saved a goal from going in. And they did beat John Hopkins. But Maryland looks to beat Army, West Point, and then possibly the matchup of Penn State, which Penn State uh, finished one overall in the Big Ten this year. So that's going to be a tough test there in the second round. 
and then hopefully move on to the semifinals. But as always, we are a lacrosse school. Don't forget it. Go Terps. And then we'll move right on to the female side of the bracket. The number one overall seed, Northwestern. Syracuse got the two seed. Boston College, the three seed. North Carolina, the four seed. Denver, the five seed. Florida, the six seed. James Madison, the seven seed. And then Loyola, Maryland got the eight seed. And then, of course, our women lacrosse team. They did not get a high seed, but they did make the tournament. They'll be playing Drexel on May the 12th at 5 p.m. And the winner of that will play the winner of James Madison and Army West. So Maryland's got a little bit of a tough stretch. They're in the Syracuse region. And then, of course, if they beat Syracuse, they move on to the Memorial Day Championship. So, Tricky, we got the high school and the college sports out of the way. Let's move on. Your pick, Kiss of Death or NBA? Let's do the NBA first because uh, something crazy went on last night at the Nuggets-Suns game. Uh, are you aware of that whole story? No, hit me with it. Well, uh, a ball went into the uh, stands and it was majority owner of the Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury, Matt Ishbia, who caught the ball. And uh, Nikola Jokic went over to retrieve the ball and he tried to play keep away with him. So he went into the stands and retrieved the ball and they gave Jokic a technical for going into the stands. Will he be suspended? That's the thing that's in question right now. Everybody's hoping not. But this Matt Ishbia, um, he's a CEO of a mortgage company, which is where he makes his money. However, he is also an NCAA basketball champion. Oh. Yes, with the... Uh, Josie t- Bears. No, no, no. Uh, with the Spartans, keep it in the Big Ten, uh, the 2000 Michigan State Championship team... Uh, Ishbia was uh, a five foot ten uh, guard, uh, backup guard for the Spartans in two thousand. And some say that's the last Big Ten team to win a NCAA basketball championship. Is that right? Is well, that so? That's what they say. However, there is a team in the Big Ten that won it in two thousand two. So, are we the last Big Ten team to win the national championship? I don't know, but yes. Big Ten is on a big drought. Of course, that was a big talk in Kevin Willard. He said the conference treats its teams terribly. The scheduling's awful. So let's see if Maryland gets shafted harder for Kevin Willard speaking out, or do they listen to Kevin Willard? Because, tricky, isn't it good when your conference wins a championship no matter what? Oh, one, one would think so. And um, it was probably the toughest conference in college basketball this year from top to bottom. And I feel like it's been like that the past three years. But yeah. they, they beat up on each other when it comes time to it. You got UConn, UConn in that cakewalk of the Big East, Tricky. It's always tough in the Big East, man. <laughs> but no, let's stay up with the NBA. One thing I've noticed, Tricky, Draymond Green has some issues in the last uh, uh, first round of the playoffs. Um, Embiid had issues in the first round of the playoffs. These are these stomping on people or whatever else you want to call it. And now we have, what's his name, Jok- Jokic? Yes, Nikola Jokic. Jokic. Is he the Joker? Is that he is the Joker, Joker. That's right. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, what is up with this? Why? Why can't we all just be friends? Well, they always say that the referees swallow the whistle in the playoffs, and I don't really believe that to be the case. I've seen a lot of fouls that maybe shouldn't have been called. Guys spending all night at the free throw line, um, but 
you know, I guess maybe the guys just all coast through the regular season, and now they know it's time to get serious. A uh, big surprise that uh, Chris Paul would pull up lame in the playoffs. He's done this for like four teams now. He's hurt. Yeah, he's not. He's not playing right now in this series. And that's why they're down two to one. I think it may be tied two two now. Oh, did they tie it up? I believe so. You're, you're exactly right. There yeah. it is two two. But. Uh, if I were we the, got ourselves a series. If I were the Phoenix Suns, I would uh bring in Cliff Paul instead of Chris Paul, but that's that's just me. Chris Paul's more of a regular season kind of guy. Yeah, Cliff Paul <laughs> comes in with the glasses on and you know, he runs a tight ship. But so, uh, so let's talk about that Knicks Heat matchup. How's that looking? How how the Knickerbockers looking? I when, say it's 2 w- to 1. Yeah, well, I, Everybody had counted the Miami Heat out because uh, they lost Tyler Hero in the first round, and they've had a couple of other injuries to key players. But uh, when Jimmy Butler's hot, he can't be stopped, and uh, that's been the big problem. When when he gets hot, the Knicks don't have an answer for him. So this is like three playoffs in a row. The man's just gone off, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, he's playoff Jimmy right now. Uh, so but, he's the opposite of Chris Paul. Correct, correct, but. Um, yeah, that's going to be the difference in the series if, if the Knicks can figure out a way to uh, stop Jimmy Butler because they don't have a whole lot of other options on offense. So they go as he goes. Uh, the Knicks are probably a year or two away of being a really good team. Um, but I've been most concerned with the Boston Celtics. They've got mm. two guys that are supposed to be top 15 players in the league in uh, Brown and um, Tatum. And Tatum, yeah. And – Either one of them has an off night and they just stink, but they're hanging. You know who hasn't been stinking? The beard. The beard. Yes. The beard is back. Uh, I heard somebody on the radio saying that, like, we all knew that uh, James Harden was kind of on the south side of his career and kind of washed up, you know, but nobody told James Harden because, (laughs) yeah, he's coming out putting 40 burgers on people all over the place. What's that Gino say? They wrote him off. But he didn't write back. That's right. He did not write back. No, I, I like that line by Gino. By yes, the way, yes. So that series is tied two to two. Man, could we see the Knicks tied up tonight and the Warriors tied up tonight? How great would that be? Four uh, game, four. Uh, what's it called? Four series, all of them tied up two to two. The NBA would like that, wouldn't they, Tricky? Oh, they certainly would. Man, and it's like spe- Ric Flair wrote this. Oh, That's geez. right. Speaking of the uh, Warriors series, though, uh, just as the Miami Heat go as Jimmy Butler goes, when AD is on his game with uh, the Lakers, they don't have an answer for him on Golden State. Um, it's, it's strange. In a three-point shooting league, the Lakers have nobody they can count on to bomb threes, and they're hanging in with the Golden State Warriors who just – let it rain all day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Let it rain. That's right. <laughs> but so, I mean, it's squaring up. It looks like you got four good uh, series going on. Um, who's your favorite to advance to the finals for the conference finals? I should say. I'm going with the Lakers with the upset because the NBA is rigged like wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then I like the Celtics to prevail. But you are right. They should actually be beating the Sixers. And I've only watched a little bit of NBA, but the beard can't be stopped. So maybe he has something to say about that. And then Jimmy Butler can't be stopped. And Chris Paul doesn't want to play. So why not Nuggets? Uh, You called it a couple weeks ago. You said Nuggets are probably your favorite team to win now. Now, yes. Uh, When I first wrote up my own little uh, playoff bracket just for myself, I had 
uh, Suns Sixers in the finals, and then the Suns winning the whole thing. But that was before any games were played, and um, Paul wasn't injured yet. But yes, a couple casts ago, I was asked to choose again, and I had to go with the Nuggets because uh, they've really come together at the end of their season. They finally got a healthy uh, Jamal Murray, and they got plenty of good uh, rotational players, Porter Jr. and uh, I like their coach too, Coach Malone. But um, yeah, I see Denver uh, probably winning this um, Suns uh, series unless the Joker gets suspended for a game, which that could alter the course of that series. Um, well, I just thought of something. Suns put all the money. Everybody, AWS put all your money on the Suns because Trick is a turtle head, and the turtle heads are known for their kiss of death. That's right. That's right. So uh, no she, team is safe when, uh, when the turtle, when heads, the turtle are around. heads are around or talking about <laughs> let, them, for sure. Let, let's recap that. Let's move right into hockey. Bruins, picked by me. Done. Lightning, picked by Shane. Done. Then, last cast, I said, I'm putting all my eggs in the basket with Colorado Avalanche. Done. Then I said, what about them New Jersey Devils? It ain't looking like it. They're on, CP- they're on a, a respirator right now. But speaking of a respirator, it may have one leg in the casket. Your kiss of death. Talk to us, Tricky. Yes, my Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leafs. And I do have a question. Why is it not the leaves? Why, leaves. why is it Leafs? Maybe that's a Canadian translation there. I'm not sure. But uh, I'll tell you what's happened here. And, and you may be learning this for the first time right here on the Turtleheads. They're crazy about their hockey down there in Florida. Did you know, Jordan? that the front office of the Florida Panthers refused to sell playoff tickets to anyone that did not have an American ID because they wanted to keep Toronto fans out of their arena for their home games. Well, it is an American sport, Tricky, so... Oh, of course. Let's keep it in the USA. We've won every single Stanley Cup since 1994, so... What what happens first? West of Waco... Or Canada. I think West of Waco has a better shot. If unless my my Leafs, Leafs can somehow come back from this three zero deficit, and I think they can, uh, but um, and there are only Canadian team left, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So they have the nation on their back. Oh, indeed. Well, that's the thing. You know, when you're, you're carrying America's hat on your back, <laughs> it's not easy. So let's go over to the NHL recap. Like I said, the Devils are on a respirator. I, I picked them, and they did win yesterday, 8-4 to four against the Hurricanes. Stephen Beecham's Hurricanes, but Carolina leads 2-1. to one. Uh, The Vegas Knights and Oilers in a great series, 1-1. One to one. The Kraken leads the Stars 2-1. to one. Gordon Bombay would not be happy. But let's talk about something. I give, I give the NBA a lot of flight for dragging on. What is going on in the NHL? We're only three or two games into a series. My God goodness let's get it going here people i mean how many days off do they need tricky oh well both sports uh you're absolutely correct just take on for way too long with the playoffs i mean the most exciting playoffs in any sport is uh the major league baseball playoffs and that seems to go pretty quickly uh the nfl playoffs is what three or four weeks and it's over but um seems like yeah the hockey and the nba uh playoffs just drag on one other thing about the nba though the milwaukee bucks just fired their head coach mike budenholzer 
And that means that four of the last five NBA coaches to win a championship have been fired. Uh, Kiss of death. Yeah. You had Nick Nurse in Toronto. He got fired. Uh, Frank Vogel won the um, bubble championship with the Lakers. He was fired last year. Fraud. Yeah. Um, hey, but what about what about Heat? They still got their guy down there? Eric Spolstra, yes. That man. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He should be. I, mean, he, look, I, I didn't think he was that good. I thought he just rode the coattails of Wade and LeBron and Bosch, but he's proven everybody else wrong. He started out as the video coordinator for the Heat. His job was just to watch tape and splice tape together and put together packages for each player to watch and work on different things. And so he watched everything when Pat Riley was still their head coach. That was his job. He just kept working his way up, and now he's been an NBA head coach for probably almost 20 years. Look at us just talking NBA. He is 52 years old. He's young. Oh, yeah. He can coach forever. Two rings? I think so. Uh, As a head coach, I believe so. Well, yeah, he's probably got more as a – being a part of it because I'm sure if he was with Pat Riley, he was around with the Shaq and right. D Wade era. Right. You know, low key, Miami's actually put together a good franchise down there in basketball. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and when they first came into the league, they came in with uh, the Timberwolves and um, the Orlando Magic. And, Magics. And it looked like, uh, well, the Magic got the head start because they had Shaq and Penny and. Uh, then Dwight Howard, but they've fallen on rough times. And um, Minnesota has no idea what they're doing. But, um, no, the Heat, I think when they brought Pat Riley over from the Knicks, that was that was what they needed to uh, solidify their organization. And he's been a part of it ever since. He's He's been a part of every championship, 2006, 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. And they have six conference titles, 16 division titles. And like you said, well, I guess founded. Well, they were founded in '88, so that wasn't what Timberwolves was it? I'm pretty sure it was the same year. Wolves, Magic. Yeah. Don't hate yourself heat. like that. Let's see. Uh, I thought uh, Timberwolves came around in like the '90s. Oh yeah. Let's find out. '89. So it's all around the same time. You're exactly right. Yeah. Wow. 1989. Hmm. Speaking of Timberwolves and Maryland Terrapins and Turtleheads, did you know Kevin Garnett said? If he went to college, where would he have gone? Maryland. He a Turk. So, Tricky, we have two options here. We can go right into Mount Rushmore because we can segue from our last talk mm. into that. Or we can segue from that last talk into Get Off My Lawn. You pick. Get Off My Lawn or Mount Rushmore and I'll tell you the topics. You pick. Uh, Let's go with Get Off My Lawn. Get Off My Lawn. Well, you're going to get off my lawn, Tricky, because you know what irks me more than anything. NBA and NHL playoffs. We just talked about it. It just goes on and on and on. Um, may I have my own uh, get off my lawn? Let's bu- let's let's bookcase it. You, I'll have the front end. You have the back end. Okay. All right. Well, this is a very special get off my lawn because, uh, as all of our AWLs know, we, we cover just about every possible sport there is, including uh, rugby. There was a Super League rugby match in France, and this was uh, on Friday. The match had to be halted because a live bull got loose and started running around the field. You all know how much I love rugby. 
And the last thing I want is my rugby match interfered with or paused for any reason. So to that uh, bull there in France that broke up my Super League game, get off my lawn. into Mount Rushmore. So get off my lawn, NBA and NHL playoffs, and Mount Rushmore. There's only two of us. This is very good. The best playoff series to watch out of the major sports. It could be any sport. Any sport. The best playoffs. So I've thrown it here. You're not prepared. This is totally off the cusp. But I'll start off. In my opinion, the best playoffs to watch, number one overall, NFL playoffs. Well, I would have gone Major League Baseball because that I've always been a big baseball fan. and uh, So you're taking them yeah, with your first pick. My first pick, Major Snake League Baseball. Snake it back with your second pick. Well, then it's got to be March Madness. Oh, Men's college basketball, yeah. I'm going to get a lot of grief for taking NFL, aren't I? I don't think so. No, some people live and die by the NFL. I messed up. I should have let you pick first because what a back-to-back combo, March Madness and MLB. Because in my opinion, all three of those right there, are my favorite right there. So everything here on out, yeah, I'll take lacrosse. It's, right. the, it's, the, it's a great weekend. Memorial Day weekend is a great. You can't beat it. You're out there barbecuing, watching Maryland lose in the championship. It's great every year. And then snake it back to me. I will take men's softball, Princess Anne edition. Oh, any of the tournaments any, over yes, on Clarence yes, I. Ly- yes, Air, yes. Clarence I. Laird Field yes. next to the uh, Civic Center. Yes. All right, uh, give me the final day of the Masters. You're killing me. You've won this. You've won this, Mount Rushmore. And then what's your last pick? Uh, last pick, uh, I'm going to go Bayside South. Baseball playoffs. Yeah, yeah, baseball playoffs in the Bayside South, which, again, is this Saturday, Washington High School, noon. Well, Tricky, I'm going to see your March Madness, and I'm going to raise you conference championship week in basketball the week before March Madness. Yes. Oh yes. yeah. Now that's almost uh as exciting as March Madness itself. Sometimes yes. even more so. Yes. Yeah, that's an excellent pick. Yeah. I think that was a good Mount Rushmore. Especially no. off the top of her head like that. Yes. So we got off our lawn and our Mount Rushmores. Tricky. We're the number one podcast for Kentucky Derby here on the Eastern Shore. And that means Mr. Mage himself brought it home. Do you have any knowledge on Mage there, Tricky? I know that uh, he was a 15 to 1 to win the race. Uh, I was rooting for two Phils myself yes. uh, who placed uh, just behind Mage. I believe it was only uh, Mage's second race in his career. We may see him again, but uh, yeah, shout out to Javier Castellano, yes. who uh, rode Mage to that victory, um, much to the delight of his people back home in Venezuela. 
However, I don't know if the sport is about to change. We we are in a, a woke nation. We know that. So everyone is looking for things to cancel. There were five scratches of the original starters for the Kentucky Derby for health concerns. The favorite going into the race bruised a foot, and so they held him out. So they are looking out for the health of the animals. However, over Kentucky Derby weekend and some of the other races, not the actual Derby, they had to put down three different horses Kentucky Derby weekend. So uh, when PETA gets a hold of that, uh, it could change the sport of horse racing forever. And with that said, let's let Larry Colmas take us away with his call of the Kentucky Derby. They're off in the Kentucky Derby. And Jace's Road has a very good beginning and goes out to the front. Reincarnate and Kate's Barnes have speed to and verifying will join them from the inside. So it's these four early on. Confidence game and two fills drafting in behind them. And then hit show to the inside. They're being followed by Rocket Can and Reigns Kane. Kick Russell is next. Cyclone Bishop to the outside. And then comes Mandarin Hero in this arm. Dermis Otagake has been taken well off the pace here. He is near the back of the pack early on. And then comes Mage, followed by Sun Thunder, Angel of Empire, and Tappet Trice. The two favorites are second to last and last as they race to the backstretch. It is verifying in front. Higgs Barnes on the outside second. This opening quarter mile was quick. Quicker than we expected. 45. 0.73 seconds, and then it's reincarnate running in third of the outside. Two fills falls in fourth. Confidence gained fifth. Hit show is sixth. He's racing six links off the lead. Break up another two to Rocket Pan, and then Race came to the inside. This arm is next. Mandarin Hero has nine links to make up, and fellow Japanese runner Dermis Otagake has moved through on his inside. Angel of Empire has passed a few too. He's down on the rail as they make their way around the far turn. Kings Barnes, the undefeated runner for Todd Pletcher, is the leader. Here's two fills making a move on the inside, and the two of them hook up, and Jareth Loveberry has taken two fills to the front. And Kings Barnes is running in second. Hit show is circled up on the outside as they come to the top of the stretch, and they're into the stretch, and two fills has turned for home on top. Kings Barnes, here's Mage coming strongly down the outside. Angel and Empire is putting it in. And there's one for long to run. Two fills on the inside. Trying to hold up Mage. Mage is taking the lead here as they come into the final 16th. And it is going to be Mage to win the Kentucky Derby. And then it was two fills. Angel of Empire in a photo. Disarm was fourth. Boogity boogity. From one race to another. Or should we say from one horsepower to another tricky. How about... A little NASCAR catch-up. We missed Dover last week. Who won that, Tricky? Oh, for uh, the second time this year, Martin Truex ends up in the winner's circle. That's Martin Truex Jr., not to be confused with his father, the original Martin Truex. And is that the Worth 400? Yes. Yes, Worth The German 400. Worth. Yes. And then we, where were we this weekend, Tricky? Oh, Kansas. Yes. Yes, because, you know, if you want to drive around in circles... What better place to do it than the state of Kansas? They had Advent Health 400. And who was our winner, Tricky? Denny Hamlin, who has is, is really put together a pretty good career. Won Daytona a couple of times, I believe. But yes, drove his number 11 Toyota 
to the winner's circle. But your boy. Yes. In fifth in the number one Chevrolet, your boy Ross, don't call me Brandy, Chastain. Uh, so he was in the, he was a top five finisher. Although I don't know if I can call my boy anymore. I didn't realize he drove a Chevy. I know. Yeah, yeah I know. Let's, uh, let's go over the win leaders for the year, shall we? Please. Mr. Kyle Larson, he won the Richmond and the Martinsville. We have Kyle Busch winning Talladega and the Pala Casino 400 back in February 26th. And then, of course, who can forget Mr. William Byron back-to-back in Las Vegas and Phoenix. And then Joey has won Daytona and Atlanta Motor Speedway. And then, of course, Martin Truex just got his second with Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Or was that that just a – was that a scrimmage? No, they had an actual race inside the old Olympic – Stadium where they had the Summer Olympics in 1984. Oh, yes. Uh, but uh, you mentioned William Byron. Seems like he is someone that can only win west of Waco. Oh, yes. And then speaking of east of Waco, we go to Darlington, South Carolina next week in the Goodyear 400. But don't forget that NASCAR All-Star Open is coming up right around the corner, Tricky. Get your tickets now. It's going to be in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. You know, what else is in North Carolina, Tricky? Well, I was going to say, if anybody's going down there, uh, I'd love to tag along, and you can just drop me off in Hickory. Yeah, because they know you very well down there. Yes, and I am back uh, since I put uh, Joey and Josie on the Mount Rushmore. I'm, I'm back in the good graces of the uh, Hickory residents. Uh, breaking, mm, can you go over who is in first? Yes, you're reading it correctly. Number Tricky. one. In, in your hearts and on your car. Yeah, and on the doors of the uh, car. Old uh, Chastain. How about that? Yep, followed by Christopher Bell, Martin Truex, Danny Hamlin. And then there's our Ford guy, Mr. Kevin Harvick, around at the top five. So NASCAR, it's getting riveting. So tune in as soon as you can. Boogity boogity. Well, Tricky, I think we've covered every sport known to man. Rugby, high school baseball, college lacrosse, NBA, NHL, horse racing, NASCAR racing, but let's go over our favorite to wrap up the show. Have a little MLB baseball. Sound good to you? Oh, that's fine with me. You want to jump right into power rankings? We can if you like. You can have the number one. Yes, I believe you went uh, first last week. Yes. And uh, you took your Baltimore Orioles, uh, which again was, wasn't a bad choice, I don't think. Um, and... Uh, I'm still going to have to take the Rays. Uh, they're eight and two in their last ten. Orioles six and four. I know uh, the game was that Saturday. Kind of, kind of hurt a little bit. Uh, I did see where Bautista, the closer for Baltimore, was named reliever of the month for yes. April. Yes. But uh, looked like the bullpen let him down the other day against Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, uh, a name, a blast from the past, Mr. Kevin Pillar. Came off the bench for Atlanta and hit a home run, two-run home run to take the lead on Saturday. It was a great game, and then of course Sunday went to eleven innings, and we lost two to or was it uh, three to two? So, looking overall standings in the MLB, you see Tampa Bay, Atlanta, and Baltimore are top three teams. A lot of people talked how great would that be, Baltimore, Atlanta in October. We are so early, and a lot can happen. There's a lot of good teams out there this year, but I'm gonna take two seed just because we lost two out of three to them however you can say we should have swept them but 
we didn't because close only counts and hand grenades and horseshoes are tricky. That's right. So I'm going to take Atlanta two overall, and then I'm going to take the Oreos three overall. You have four, Tricky. And five. Four and five. All right. With the old snake. Uh, one of the biggest surprises to me, uh, they've scuffled a little bit here lately, but uh, I'm thinking real hard about taking those Texas Rangers. Um, yeah, that's going to be my pick. Give me the Texas Rangers. And if I have to snake it back, um, the Dodgers, they've won eight of their last 10 games and, uh, look like they're ready to, uh, hold down the NL West. Give me the Dodgers is my second choice. Well, I've seen nothing wrong with those picks. And, of course, we're talking about the hottest teams in baseball. I can't believe I'm going to take it because I know you're not going to take them. No. But the Red Sox, they are hot, hot. They are 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. They did win eight in a row to bring them out of the basement of the East and leave the old Yankees in the basement. So I'm going to take Boston at 6, and then I'm going to stay in the AL East. I'm going to take Toronto at 7. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to pick either one of them, so... I know, but you, yeah, you I'm had a, to I'm be the responsible. You had yes. to be the responsible one. Yes, you always know I do responsible picks. Tricky. That's right. Um, so you have eight and nine. Eight and nine. I'm going to take them both out of the NL Central. Um, they're only a half game apart. Uh, even though the Brewers are a half game behind the Pirates, uh, I still like the Brew Crew. And then uh, just behind them, I'll, I'll take Pittsburgh. Yeah, I like both those picks, and I'm going to wrap it up with the top ten with. The baby snakes, because we are turtle heads, we are diamondbacks, so we're gonna keep it in the family. The Arizona Diamondbacks, they'll be your wrapping up your power rankings. Let's go into the week as it was tricky. Anything that stands out to you except for that Baltimore Atlanta series that stuck out to me it was a great series. It was actually on Peacock for two games, so all those that can't stream Masson who are streaming, they were able to watch those two games. I thought Peacock did a very good job. I would actually like to see Peacock do more games. They're gonna do. I think they're going to do that every weekend. Baltimore actually will be playing Chicago later on the series in the season, and we're going to be on a Sunday morning. Because if you notice that, they're kicking off like at 11.30, these Sunday games. like It's like it's basically a lead-off game is what they're calling it. Okay. No, and, I did not know and that. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Because if they didn't go to 11 innings, the game would have been over around 2 o'clock. And, you know, normally you're only in about the third inning around mm-hmm. 2 o'clock. So I actually like that if your team gets the lead-off series. And, of course, Atlanta wore the Connect uniforms this past weekend. Baltimore's Connect City Connect uniforms are coming up at the end of May versus the Rangers. So Baltimore has a tough schedule coming up, and we're kicking off a series tonight with the Tampa Bay Rays, the number one overall seed in the MLB and in our power rankings. So we're about to find out what the Orioles are made of. You know, I don't want to say it's a must win, but it is a must win. But Tricky, let's talk about something. We did win Friday night, which tied a record of 50 years the Orioles are the first team since 50 years ago I think it's like 1970 something to win the first 11 series game every game for the past 11 series they've won the first game of all all 11 series so that actually ties the record they win tonight they will break the record how do you like those hey. there's a reason to watch the Baltimore Orioles tonight to see if and they they're can... the number three seed in our power rankings trick yes and fighting to get back to the uh, number one spot where they were last week what else did you see this week? How are your Yankees doing? Well, as you'll hear me say until it happens, fire Aaron Boone. Uh, we're barely above 500. Who do you uh, want? Who do you want? 
Give me your dream manager. Mark DeRosa? No. Uh, if, if Joe Torrey still wanted to do it, you know, uh, he's probably like 80 now. But uh always liked his style. Um, Brian Laird. Brian Laird, I'd let him uh, coach the Yankees. I, I don't know how he looks in pinstripes uh, as an Oriole fan. I don't know if he would like that job much. But um, nah, uh, whatever happened to Willie Randolph? He used to be a manager in Major League Baseball, and uh, you don't even hear from him anymore. He's a former Yankee. But uh, I know who I would never want to see again. That's Joe Girardi, that bone. Um Look at how the Phillies turned themselves around once Girardi got out of the picture. Now the Phillies have Bryce Harper back. So uh, looking to see how that affects the NL East. All right. What about Sandy Alomar Jr.? Would you take him? Sandy Alomar as a manager. Uh, He was always a good catcher. Um, I don't know what his management background is. He's currently uh, first base coach for the Cleveland Indians because I will not call him by their new name. And he did take over while Terry Francona stepped aside in 2020. He went 28 and 18. Led Sign him up. Led a team to a wild card berth. Sign him up. Here's Sandy Almar. Carlos Beltran. No, no, do not want Carlos Beltran. No, thank you. He's this this guy is coaching right now, and you said you liked your old school. Would you take him, Bruce Bochy? Bruce Bochy, who uh, has the largest head. In Major League Baseball history, that's a true statement, wore a size 8 cap. They had to order it special from New Era to make him, him and Kevin Minch, former Texas Rangers first baseman DH, the two of them had the biggest hat sizes ever with a solid 8. How about Stubby Clap? I'm not talking about Lee, I'm talking about the coaching candidate, Stubby Clap. Stubby Clap. Cardinals first base coach, also known as Richard Stubby Clap. Yeah, yeah. So Sign some could call him Dick Stubby Clap. I was not going to go there. I'm but just saying he, that's what they could call him. Sure, they could. They and could. and I would call him my manager just based on name alone. That guy's probably got some good stories to tell with a name like that. And how about Joey Cora? No, he's too closely tied to Boston. So, no, thank you. So, out of all those, we're going with Stubby Dick, Clap. Dick, Dick Clap and Sandy Alomar. Yeah, so Dick Clap. Let's, let's have it. <laughs> Yo, Jay, hit it. Let's go. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's so tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around. To rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. And now the moment you've all been waiting for. Tricky trivia with the Tricky himself. We're going to keep this week's Tricky trivia in Major League Baseball. I saw something very odd the other day. There are 31 teams in Major League Baseball that have at least one player on their roster with the letters A-S-T-R-O in their name. One team does not, and that is the Houston Astros. As always, thank you for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe. And until next time, this is the Turtleheads. Love you.